Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bitcoin SV channel. Thoughts and opinions of those on this show does not constitute financial advice and advice of any such form whatsoever. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a beautiful day. We are broadcasting 1400 hours on the 10th of the 4th. We are bringing in live and loud. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you share out today. We are discussing peer-to-peer -peer is back. We're delving deeper. I am joined with Handcash and Money Button. I am joined by Miguel, Ivan, Ryan, and Alex. So uh, we are going to be covering a few bitsy boxes. Let me get the screen share over and we can say hello. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> hello. Thanks for having us back, Jim. Alex, all good to see you gentlemen again. Hey. Ivan, Miguel. So. Hey. Um, first of all, let's let's go back to basics. What was announced? Uh, I'm going to start the talking stick with you, Ryan. You pass it over to Miguel, Ivan, or, or you say who you're going to pass it to if you want to pass it to someone um, of your choice. Um, tell us what the new peer-to-peer -peer transaction technology is. Tell us what's happened, what's new. Bring us back up to date. Sure. Well, first of all, in the original Bitcoin white paper, there is a description of a peer-to-peer -peer network. But actually, if you think it through, there are really two completely different peer-to-peer -peer networks in Bitcoin. There's the peer-to-peer -peer network between miners, and there's a peer-to-peer -peer network between users. The peer-to-peer -peer network between miners are basically about sending blocks to each other. Uh, and it's a different network because the miners form a small world. So they tend to connect all to one another because when you find a new block, you want to be able to send that block instantly to every other miner. So roughly speaking, and this is not true in practice 100%, but it's kind of roughly true that the miners all tend to connect to one another. Um, users are completely different because users are about when I, Shem, if you and I were to engage in a transaction, mm -hmm. um, I send a transaction to you. Um, I know you and I give it to you directly. I might have other people that I work with in the world and I send transactions to them and receive transactions for them. But I certainly don't make connections with literally every other person on the planet. I'm some number of hops away from other people. So I have sort of my local connections that I'm connected to and I'm connected to everybody else via some number of hops. So you know someone who knows someone who knows someone and so on. So it's really a completely different network. And what we've done is to uh, make a really important step towards that user to user network. So something that's been missing uh, since uh, the early days of Bitcoin is this idea of just actually sending a transaction from one user to another. Um, so that's kind of the, the sort of networking sort of theoretical background. Um, there's a very practical reason why we're doing this right now. Thanks to Genesis, we now have a uncapped maximum block size on Bitcoin SV. And we want to get to a radically large transaction volume. So hand cash, money button, we all have an interest in drawing users in, and getting lots of transactions going on the network. And what this will mean is, um, as lots of people join, there are gonna be many different wallets, there are gonna be many different applications of different sorts that are completely different from one another. Um, neither Handcash nor Money Button will have most of the transactions on the network, at least not probably. Maybe one of us will be successful and have that, that large number, who knows? Uh, I mean, we can be successful either way. Uh, but anyway, the point is that what we wanna do is make our application scale with our growth uh, not with the growth of the entire network as a whole. Mm -hmm. So by sending transactions directly peer-to-peer, -peer, um, the recipient only needs to look for the transactions that are sent directly to them rather than looking at every single transaction on the network and trying to find out which ones are theirs. So we've made a really important uh, sort of scalability improvement. So now we're, we're in a good place 
to move forward to, to create sort of the right architecture to make our systems uh, scalable. So primarily what we've done is to create a scalable system. It's not primarily ideological. And I, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, Satoshi strikes me as being someone who understood a lot of things. And I think that the scalability properties are just one of the reasons to do it this way, but it's the most important reason to do it right now. And if I could, if I could pass the baton, I'll pass it to Alex uh, to uh, to have your say uh, about, uh, mm -hmm. about. Yeah, okay, tell us thanks. your take, Alex. Hmm. Uh, I think I would add two two points that uh, in the other session that you didn't mention, I would say that well, from my point of view, kind of uh, the you know the UX guy, I would kind of say that. Uh, people are, have not understood this kind of phase of peer-to-peer -peer transactions that we are building right now because we are building this on stages or phases or however you want to call it. Uh, right now, basically, what we built is just a push notification system for transactions between wallets. That's it. I mean, the transactions are, we are not modifying the protocol in any way. We don't need to. It's, this is something that is uh, just a notification channel between wallets so instead of of having to scan you know all the new blocks and see and find new transactions for your users uh we are just giving you like a push notification it's like we are giving you the transaction so you don't know where to look so you, yeah then you it then it's up to you to verify it with you know asking asking the miner or applying SPV, whatever. So it's just basically what we built is just a communication channel between uh, two services or apps because, you know, an app can be a service to that. So people also have that confusion between what what is a peer. I think a peer is whatever it, um, is, uh, you know, one of these spokes in the in the peer to peer system. In this case, uh, in both in hand cash and money button, uh, appear and the service on the user is kind of more or less the same thing mm -hmm. because it's basically you are using the the system although you have the keys but ultimately is the um, uh, is this service that's you know handling everything it, 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 the same thing would happen if you have a um a wallet on your phone so i mean i mean hand cash is on the phone but i mean if uh, if it were a fat wallet that did all the bitcoin computation on your phone basically it's yeah it's kind of also a service even if you're running locally so anyway what what i wanted to say is that yeah one one thing is that yeah this is basically just a notification channel between services so we are not modifying bitcoin or trying to change bitcoin and curating the hand cash vision or something like that some people are freaking out with what we're doing right here but it's just um uh this is outside of Bitcoin. And the second thing that I wanted to comment um, regarding this is that, as, as Ryan just said, uh, this is great because it decouples, you know, how Bitcoin grows and the ad layer works. Yeah. Uh, if we don't go peer to peer, we have to catch up with how the miners uh, have to scale. And that's something that's not desirable, especially for smaller projects. Uh, so this kind of decouples the cost of how, you know, how much the network scales uh, against how the app layer scales. And that's something that, you know, it has been worrying people uh, already in BCH, when we were in BCH. Mm -hmm. I remember that people were like, oh, but uh, you cannot have big blocks because then apps won't be able to 
to scale because you will have to run your own node and whatever. Uh, the thing is that you don't need to run your own node if you go peer to peer. So the same thing that we have been uh, doing here, it can be applied to BCH or BTC or whatever. Uh, so it's just a basic communication channel to make uh, wallets smarter. Fantastic. Ivan, do you want to give us uh, a, a bit of a technical perspective of peer-to-peer? -peer? Perhaps uh, any comments that you want to give on on what's happened lately? Just just to reacquaint people from our last show. Yeah, it's one subject that is completely invisible, like to users, even I would say to app developers. Right? It's something like we want to solve for for everyone who will be who is using money button at this point or will use hand cash connect in the future right is is something if you're an app developer maybe you don't even want to worry about it this is just something how it works in the background mm -hmm. so it's hard to like sell this to general public and explain all the technical details because in the end they don't matter they matter to us because yeah. we want to scale and we want to help app developers in the end of the day uh, so maybe that would be my technical uh, comment on this yeah, fantastic miguel no i just continue with what uh, i want to say it's true like this is something for wallet developers especially like how to make wallet talk to each other in a much more efficient uh, way but even for wallet developers if we will be able to move everything to this uh, concept it's even easier than the other one like in the in the classic way you need to do stuff like connect to a node to reach every transaction and then filter them using an address index or something like that to know which uh, transactions belong to you and which which one don't uh, using this approach that we are using it shows http endpoints like paymail the, the protocol which is full of really standard uh, things plus http which is the kind of things that every developer uh, knows how to do uh, today. So even for wallet developers, I believe that it's not only faster and better, but also it's a simpler uh, approach. So it's like, I feel that it's, a, it's winning in every angle, basically. I'd like to also move the conversation to our next set of questions as well. Um, um, and I'd like to start with Alex and then, and then Ryan. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the unique collaboration that's occurred between hand cash and money button and the story behind that yeah um, first I would like to say that um, I think these kind of collaborations are very hard to pull off and when you have a team and you have your own roadmap and kind of conflicting is interesting in some cases it's very difficult to pull off and that's why it doesn't happen that much. And also because you have to kind of sync the timing of, you know, how you work together and work together and, and maybe how do you solve some dis uh, disagreements with other people that uh, may have a different opinion on how to build this thing. But in this particular case, I think it worked because uh, both teams have been, have shown that they are very professional at working together. And that's something that um i to this point i can only say with uh, about money button because uh, um that's one of the reasons why we have done for example the handle system we did it ourselves instead of trying to 
reach consensus about uh, with 20 different groups that might be interested in having something like this. We wanted just to say, hey, we've built this, works like this, this is the value it provides, uh, here's the code if you want to use it. Um, back in BC8, uh, nobody wanted to use our handle system because it was our handle system. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so there are many political stuff going on uh, that makes these kind of um, things very difficult to pull off. But I think we both, uh, both of our teams realize how big this is for not just of our companies, but the future of BSP. And that we, uh, as Ryan said in the other podcast, uh, we have to make the pie much bigger before uh, any of this competition between us matters at any point. Because we are really insignificant at this point. We have to make sure that we understand that in order for Bit not just Bitcoin, but all the apps that we are serving to for them to matter, we have to grow and we have to grow together right now. And it's not uh, it's not the time to have these kind of stupid political fights. It's not it's not the time, I think. So I, I'm very glad that it worked because, you know, we, it had to. It was very crucial for the Bitcoin ecosystem to to grow, uh, to actually do something like this. And hey, we, it's not that we did want, wanted to build it in secret, but you know, the more actors that you put into the, into the deals, you know, it, it makes it more difficult to work together and to agree on things. So we, you know, uh, by being a small team, kind of like three or four people working together on this, and you know, we, have, we understood the same pain points and we wanted just to solve that and just to make a phase one of this. Uh, I think all of them, um, you all did a great job, guys. And, uh, well, and Rafa, who's not here too, but you all did a great job. And I'm very happy that it actually happened because, you know, we are not used to having that kind of collaboration in this space, but I think we need more of this in other areas. That's a, that's a great comment there, Alex. We need more of this. And, uh, and, and in music, we often find, gentlemen, that, that, that uh, you, you kind of, play with other musicians and sometimes you just connect with other musicians and that's why often you you would pro probably have several different bands that you might be involved with because you know you'd, you'd be playing bass guitar on one band and then working with another band and you know but but it it, it is a, a relationship thing uh ryan why don't you and, and well uh, before before going to to ryan let me say that uh at just like you just said right now, uh, we are. We feel that after this, we feel much more comfortable working together with, especially with the Money Button team. And it, you know, this show uh, has demonstrated us that you know it's possible to collaborate, but you have to have some schedule. You have to agree on some basic stuff and keep it simple. Uh, but it's definitely doable. And and you know, I. Uh, Thanks to the Money Button team, they did a great job, very professional. Fantastic. Ryan, give us a take from your perspective and the benefits of collaboration, because as we said on last show, we've seen Weather SV and uh, miners creating partnerships. You know, it's great that apps and businesses are working together on common technology that's going to be helping tomorrow's development. Yeah, so if I could follow up on, and uh, I want to thank the Handcash team too. Thank you very much, Alex, for your, your compliments about the Money Button team. Uh, obviously, this would not be possible if it wasn't exactly the same the other way around, that you guys are sort of uniquely collaborative and 
uh, agreeable. And I, I, there were a number of times when we were creating this protocol that we both realized that we had an issue. And so we would communicate with the other party and say, here's the issue. And the other party would understand the issue and would be willing to change. So we did this over and over and over again to create this protocol. Um, so we, we clearly work together very well as like, you know, teams are coming together on this issue. And we, we figured out how to work together and we were both driven to make this happen. I think maybe there's an opportunity to, um, let's see, how can I phrase this? Um, not all companies in the space are working together so collaboratively. So maybe there's something that could come out of this in addition to the peer to peer protocol, which is maybe taking the lessons we've learned about how to work together collaboratively like this and helping other people do the same thing. We can bring maybe more companies in. I'm not sure how this would work exactly. Well, we're sort of doing that with that peer to peer telegram group. Um, or we can also do things like maybe we could just talk about how that worked. Um, like, for example, um, you know, we've actually been talking about this for a while. Um, we, when did we first talk about this idea? I'm pretty sure it was before the conference in Korea, because with Money Button, we actually announced that we had like a, a working version of the peer to peer stuff back then, but we hadn't finished the integration with you guys at that time. So it took a while to do a lot of this preliminary sort of not, not so much discussion, but like, uh, I don't know, it's like a lot of work to actually get together and solve the specific problems at the same time as you guys so that we can make it actually work in practice in production. Um, I don't know, maybe there are other lessons there. I'm not sure. Oh, there's one other thing I want to say about that. Um, we made one decision uh, that I think was pretty important. The fact that our two companies worked together, uh, we, we invited some other companies, um, but it ended up being the case that we were pretty driven to see it through. And so we ended up uh, uh, just working money button and hand cash. And then we figured, we'll see how this plays out because I'm not aware of other wallets using the peer-to-peer -peer protocol yet. Um, but I think that was a pretty good idea because by having two companies do it, um, we didn't have to worry about tons and tons of people having to agree with every single detail. Uh, I think that's pretty important. I, I think it, I think it kind of needs to work that way. And, and that's kind of unique rather than being one company create the standard and advertising it um, or the exact opposite would be trying to make somehow have everybody agree to something. It was two different competing companies doing it and driving it together. So we knew that the protocol was something that if both of us can agree to it, it must be pretty good. And it's probably going to be something that is widely agreed to in the ecosystem. So maybe that's a, maybe that's a role model for future standards where we can work together in small groups, create something that we think is appropriate, and then actually put it in production with a you know with working implementation, working code, and a spec and all this stuff. Um, and then show it to people. So, so maybe there's a lesson there about how to, you know, make more standards because this most certainly is not the end of the standards. If I might add one thing to uh, these years that we've been in Bitcoin, I don't know. Uh, Ryan has been much longer in Bitcoin than than us, but you see many, many times people just saying like, "Hey, I created this new protocol. I create a new protocol, a new whatever." And it's like they create it in, a, in isolation. It doesn't work. It's not in production. It's not tested. And that's something that companies like ours don't, cannot trust because you don't know if others will catch uh, with, uh, will implement that and if it works in production, if it needs, you know, if that adapts to your needs as a business. And because uh, we, we are not. And we ha this is something that all people, I think, they have to understand too. Uh, we are not, or at least from talking from handcash, okay? But I think from Money Button would be kind of similar. 
we are trying to use Bitcoin as a tool to create value for the world to, you know, for creating uh, better user experiences for, to allow people to make money, whatever. Those are the things that we are looking for. It's not that we are doing it for Bitcoin itself. Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin, it's, it's just just code, just code. It, it's a tool that we have to use. But I think, um, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought with that. <laughs> you, you, you were just saying, saying about the the process yeah. and working with each other and and yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the thing is that you don't have to create things just to create them. I mean, you you have to have some. Uh, value proposition in mind so everything flows and you're looking for a solution instead of just hey i created this kind of protocol and you know you can find some use cases we we try to do the the uh, do it in the other way around we try to say okay what do we need we need to scale we need to do this and that or peer-to-peer -peer transactions and then work uh, to the from the user experience work to the uh, to a technical side instead of the other way around yeah that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic there, Alex. Miguel, Ivan, tell us about collaborating technically on a developer level, that sort of thing, and what that means. Uh, well, I, I can start with that. Uh, the, the other on the previous uh, talk, I said something similar to what I'm going to say now. To me, it was extremely, like, uh, cool basically uh, do like we did something different we, for several for a certain periods of time we decided to work with another company and at least my day was basically full day uh, working with especially with Ivan and and Rafa and every I know a few days we found like okay we there was something that we noticed that it requires a bigger change so probably we made like a a meeting with 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 Ryan and Rafa and Ivan and I, and we discuss okay, who can we deal with this with this challenge? And it, all all those meetings were extremely positive. We got with the right to a good solution soon because all the all the motivations were aligned basically. And we knew what we wanted, and we knew that we wanted a simple protocol that we can implement to solve an a specific issue. And and we wanted to be scalable and we wanted to be to make it like easy to extend in the future so like we had a good idea of what we wanted and that made like easier uh, for collaborate and again i believe it was a really nice experience and i really hope that we see more things like that like this in the future in the ecosystem for a ton of reasons first because again i really thought it was cool and we were able to arrive to a much better solution collaborating that what we could have done uh, by ourselves second because none of the companies in or at least the wallet companies and most and i believe none of the apps in bsv is a super giant company with thousands of developers that can say okay i'm going to make my things and i want to impose it to the other ones that's not the status of the ecosystem at the moment so it's better if we can show, just showing forces to do something that allow the entire ecosystem to grow and if the entire ecosystem grows probably like your specific companies are also going to grow so i believe that it's a right decision doing this kind of collaborative things uh, it helps the ecosystem to grow faster and it's also again just fun and you get to really good solutions that's 
also fun. So that that's my opinion. I really was a super extremely positive. That's fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. Especially experience. some of the details about collaborating and why that's so important for people. Uh, Ivan, give us your oh, take on. Please, if sorry, so. I'm, I want to say a, a little comment, a little extra comment. That is that there was a lot of time difference. That then in Europe and at that moment I were on, on the state uh, with Ryan, and we had like I don't know six hours or something like that of difference. And like it wasn't a problem. Uh, like we decided, like I basically woke up a little bit earlier. Ivan made effort of start a little bit later than he usually do, and we were able to have like a lot of time to work together. So that like with a little bit of effort, you can like jump uh, uh, and go over those those kind of things. Fantastic, Ivan. Give us your take on it. Yeah, one of the challenges was actually. To really get us together and and work together um like in a certain amount of hours right because maybe in the first try we tried it but it didn't work as well um because we didn't put enough dedication from both sides so uh the second attempt when we did we say okay let's take this now more serious let's think about the problems like time zone difference let's dedicate the whole week just for that because we're a small company it's both hand hand full of employees so you have a lot of things, maybe something come from the other side, maybe you have some fire to burn, I mean, to distinguish quickly. So it was important that we get enough hours in the same week. And we did a lot, basically, that same one week. Um, and it was super productive because we really allocated enough hours. And, and, and right now, maybe in BSV in general, in crypto, whatever, there's not such an amount of professional um collaborations like maybe in other businesses where, where maybe i came from before you know we would create actually a document we would say what we will do in this week both parties would sign it and if some party wouldn't do it it would basically be um called out right like you sign you will do something right we, we can't do this right now at bsv but we can at least try to improve those standards so so what we did was really great i mean i've um we learned a lot and i think we really improved our relationship also with this like uh we 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 gained mutual respect after it so so it was great i i i love it <laughs> excellent fantastic there i i'm i'm interested in how peer-to-peer -peer, uh this technology is going to help future scaling how it fits with the metanet i want us to delve deeper get a bit deeper down the rabbit hole does anyone want to start this question off and, and kind of give us a perspective? Oh, I've also got Brendan Lee that might want to join us as well <laughs> for the roundtable. I can give, a, give it a go with MetaNet and just try to explain it. I'm not an expert, though, so if other people want to uh, add in or correct me, um, we don't currently have uh, the ability to do like MetaNet transactions with Money Button. Um, but let me just try and explain a, a bit of background, I suppose. Um, so there are kind of two different ideas for MetaNet. There's the idea that Craig was talking about, which is this expansive idea of some type of future internet which merges uh, payments and information together. And if you listen to what he was saying, uh, I think it was starting around uh, November of 2018, he had a very, very grand vision for what uh, the MetaNet was. Um, InChain then launched a protocol that, in my opinion, I think they've stated this too, is really kind of a subset of that grand vision. And the protocol that they launched is a way of structuring data on the blockchain that 
allows you, first of all, I mean, what it, what it is technically is um, you can put data inside transactions and link them together in a particular style of directed acyclic graph, where basically because a transaction's there already, and then it gets linked to new transactions, um, you can't go back and like modify things and you can't loop back earlier. Uh, but you can continue to like sort of add branch out more and more data in this giant directed acyclic graph. Um, the advantage of this is that it's so broad, like it's, it's hard. It's a very technical thing. Like, I mean, people would have no idea what I'm saying. Like if I said this to a general audience, um, but it's a generic way to structure data. So it works very well for something like the web. So what they seem to have done is basically take the idea, not so much of the internet, but actually more like the web uh, for people that understand the difference and find a way to basically map some web-like structure into uh, Bitcoin. And it's so broad that we could actually structure everything this way. So there's a lot of value if people understand the idea of the protocol of, of MetaNet, that if we all structure our data this way on chain, we can start creating generic tools like spidering and search engines and things like this that would actually map the MetaNet. Um, so it's a really, really valuable idea. Um, I think that uh, uh, probably the only issue is like they, they created it in the form of a protocol. I don't think there was any implementation at the time. I think there are implementations now, but there's a bit of a, like a, I can give a bit of a money button perspective, which is that um, there's sort of like a, like a chicken and egg problem of there, there's sort of not enough critical mass behind it for us to be motivated to go out there and implement it right now. Um, and, but then the, sort of the flip side that from, from their perspective, they, they sort of need companies like money button to implement it, to build that critical mass. So we'll see if that critical mass can end up building, but it is, I, I for my opinion. And, and again, I want to say that I'm not an expert and just anybody can add, I'm glad Brendan's on the call now. Maybe he can uh, fill in some more details. I don't, I don't want to claim he's an expert. I don't know how much he knows about this, but maybe he does, um, to, uh, you know, to talk about the details, but based on what I can tell, it's a very smart protocol. Uh, and it does look like a, a good way to structure data. Uh, but it kind of needs to be deep under the hood of the end user application. The user would have no idea that this even exists uh, the same way that most people who have an iPhone don't really understand that it's using the internet most of the time. Um, it's kind of like that, that type of protocol. So. I, I really like another as, as, as one thing to that, that like, uh, Shem, you asked like, how can we relate uh, this with P2P basically with the stuff that we did with, with Hamcash and in my opinion, like as Ryan said, the, the big, the enormous value of MetaNet at this, MetaNet in general, but it's particularly the protocol that ancient release, is when it has some critical mass, when everything starts going into the MetaNet, like it starts recording everything in the blockchain. And MetaNet is a really useful structure, a structure to save uh, data in the blockchain. So, eventually like to make it useful it requires a lot of transactions an enormous amount of transactions and the thing with complex systems like like bitcoin is that the system is as fast as the slower part so even if the miners uh, scale to handle terabyte size blocks if the wallet are slow the system doesn't go as fast as, as it could as it, as it as, yeah, yes, as it could. So, what we did basically was a solution to make the wallet go fast, to, as, to ensure that the wallets can scale uh, as fast or faster than the rest of the network. So, if we have a 
like a system that is actually using metanet to record everything to actually record every interaction with the internet or, or whatever like that everything we are going to we need these kind of protocols that actually scale extremely fast and as ryan said probably is going to be completely transparent for the user but we need it to be transparent for the user in order to be transparent for the user we need to be we need to be fast and in order to be fast we need for example p2p without p2p the network as, a, as an entire thing cannot scale uh, to that level of transactions basically that's amazing yeah absolutely please join us brendan great to see you there. hey brendan hey guys so i'm like i'm actually um sort of almost camping in my backyard here um well done i set up the tent and um but my wife and kids all decided to go inside and sleep in bed so <laughs> I'm, I'm currently here by myself um oh boy I, I have had a couple of beers so uh oh well but uh I'll, I'll try to keep up um but yes i mean you're absolutely right uh terabyte blocks are absolutely necessary for um the metanet to in my opinion even really get started like terabyte blocks really aren't that big and it's what we're going to start seeing is big numbers of quite i think large transactions as people start to push like like big payloads onto the ledger um but it's when we really start to see huge numbers of just all kinds of transactions and we'll be well beyond terabyte blocks but um you know that's when it's really when it's everywhere it, it's just going to be all pervasive so be really interesting to see um the different solutions like uh as you were saying you know p2p you know we need these ways of communicating um from wallet to wallet um such that uh you know it becomes really easy for anyone to connect to to a service and you know uh purchase a piece of content or whatever it is you know go into a restaurant and you scan a uh, or you get like your table number and you place an order through some metanet uh, restaurant portal and hit order and it just comes out in the kitchen and they make your food and you just pay and it's 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 going to be everywhere it's going to be but like as you said invisible and that's going to be the beauty of it it's going to just be the money and it'll be attached to the money in these really private ways and uh, i think it's people are going to love using it Ivan, I was just thinking we missed you there. Have you got any comments on peer-to-peer -peer and the connection with MetaNet and this improvement of scalability? Because I'm quite fascinated, gentlemen, that, that, that this new peer-to-peer -peer tech is is actually bringing the app development forward. So you're saying that there's no, no good that the miners scale massively if, if all the apps and platforms out there on BSV can't handle that data tra traffic. Ivan, what's your take? Yeah, that's that's exactly true. I mean, even if miners scale a lot and then the bottleneck are apps, or even if somehow by, by direct connections, miners would get a lot of volume of transactions, but the app wouldn't adopt, the, all the apps would just have to turn off because they couldn't, they didn't adopt to that amount of volume, right? So so that's, that's one of actual, mm. actual risks at this point. Um, but 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 on a, on, on a general metanet or um, idea, uh, right now I think we're building a new industry, and that takes basically years, even decades. Um, so so there's a lot of infrastructure that that still will come and 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 kind of come out out of this. Uh, right now, 
MetaNet, in my view, is still a bit of an abstract idea, which is far from being like um, adopted or, or, or really used. Because um, uh, also there's like a big wide um, uh, range of ideas. Like some people literally think they will store the whole internet that lives now onto the MetaNet. While reality, at least from my point of view, is there will be different kind of services that will be offering data and 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 bitcoin is more or less like a very specialized index because uh, i mean if you look at technically as a structure it's like has merkle trees hashes blah 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 i mean how can you think to store there like i don't know mongodb database that will be updated all the time it doesn't make sense right so so from 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 being pragmatic where we are now and what is the final goal and idea is a long way and we have to be realistic what to build at this point of in time and not like try to solve the the grand idea immediately, right? This would take time. Have to we have to think about it. Building on the way. shoulders of giants, almost, gentlemen. I'd like to take the conversation up a gear. Um, is there any particular subjects that you folks want to cover around this quickly? Um, just one thing about. Uh, one thing about uh, the metanet and all this stuff, uh, as, as Ivan said, uh, you know, what we feel from Handcash is that, you know, we, we see the value that there's in metanet. We've been briefed by Enchain and all that stuff uh, a few months before it, it was actually unveiled. And so we are ver following this very closely and we are seeing what kind of value, um, value that we can uh, provide to our users or developers um, with Handcast Connect or other tools with this. But uh, there are no standards right now. There's no, you know, there are no ways of, uh, standardized ways of doing this thing or, or practical cases on which this would be uh, different from using what we already have right now, plus some micropayments. So uh, we are looking very closely. We are not close to the idea in any way, but, um, we are a small team and we have to be very aware of where do we put our resources right now. And we think, you know, Bitcoin itself is, it's uh, way, you know, it needs a lot of care and attention right now. I mean, the, just the payment side plus some, um, some basic operator stuff and all that stuff and smart contracts, all of that needs so much care right now. And the uh, MetaNet is something that's, much farther away. Yeah, I like and that. Uh, Alex, be honest. What what kind of care does it need? Tell me what cultivation needs to occur in the space for us to succeed. I think I think one of the big challenges is um, are, are we trying to create a fiat layer here or are we trying to create something new. Uh, this is something that we've had a lot of discussions internally and it's very difficult because we, as, 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 we, as many of you know, we've been like the most pro fiat uh, wallet in, in, in the eco space. But for the same reason, we know where that leads to. And, you know, we just have to run some numbers and uh, we have to figure out if Stable coins is the way to go. If we just need to market this thing in another w better way, if we have to have different brands for different use cases in Bitcoin, be because 
it's like saying BSV is, you know, a base layer technology, but uh, do we have to have different products that use the same technology, but, you know, different libraries or whatever for different purposes so we can market better? Because right now you're saying that, yeah, it's a ledger, but it's money, but it's not just money, but it's not just a ledger, but it's Bitcoin, but it's not really Bitcoin BTC. It's, you have to apologize too many times when trying to explain mm. BSV. Do we need other sub-brands? Or other what, what do you gentlemen or, think? Because that, that is a great question. I, I believe that I have not, not an answer, but at least uh, a comment or a few comments to that. A few days ago, I don't remember if it was something that Enchain or CoinGeek or who published about the idea of some words that we use in the Bitcoin space that could be improved. One of them is miners, right? Miners is a terrible analogy, or at least in my opinion, it's a terrible analogy. Something like transaction validator or, or payment validator or whatever. I believe that is that is better. And to me, that's a added like the impossible to discuss added value of Bitcoin, the validation uh, layer. The thing that when you have something in in the blockchain, that means that that something happened, right? If I took a picture and I put it in the blockchain, and then it gets to a block. There is a really good proof about that that picture existed at that time, and it was publicly available, basically. And so you can I can even do that offline. Like if I have the block headers and well some some Bitcoin magic, I can even do that without access on the internet. Like validate that something happened, something happened. And this I is really that, that the. Uh, Sorry, just uh, one yeah, sorry, keep, keep 10 more seconds. Yeah. Uh, I believe that that's like the, the line when Ivan said that we need to be smart on, 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 on the stuff, right? What, what's going to be the, how it's going to grow? Like, we know that we are going to, to have terabyte size blocks in, 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 in a month. That's not going to happen. And I believe that the, the, the part that is amazing in Bitcoin is this validation part because that has transparency. And to me, that's my favorite part of Bitcoin. It, it makes everything, it, it enforces trust because it makes everything transparent. And I feel that's a direction. I'm not exactly sure how, but that's a direction. The difference between with, with fiat, like mm -hmm. giving someone a bill, someone a bill, I'm giving Bitcoin, is that there is a record about that in Bitcoin. And to me, Brendan? that was going to make oh, a big difference. Sorry, great stuff there. Brendan, I saw you wanted to jump in. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, I was, I was just, I just wanted to say, like, on that whole, um, um, <clears throat> the language that we're using. So one of the things that I'm um, s trying to to push out there is, is that it's actually possible to separate mathematically, like in terms of you can you can describe them as separate objects, the the ledger. That, that we use and the blockchain. And so we can write to the ledger using outputs that aren't yet in the blockchain. So the ledger is, is like this dynamic thing that's changing right in front of us and the blockchain just serves as like a timestamping service. And so we can know that what we're putting onto the ledger is, is going to be confirmed in the blockchain at some point. Um, basically using, you know, um, the, the fee calculations and all this kind of thing. So we can know that when we put something 
onto the ledger, it will be confirmed in the blockchain. And um, I think it's really important when we try to explain what Bitcoin is that we make that distinction. So when we're talking about the blockchain, we talk about the chain of blocks that miners create as they validate the ledger. But when we talk about what we're building, we build that on the ledger. And when we create transactions, we're writing to the ledger. And that's that's not the blockchain. The blockchain's a separate thing. And um, the blockchain is what gives the ledger its security and its immutability. But the ledger itself is is the thing that we interact with. And it's the job of application makers, wallet makers, and miners uh, to kind of help the users abstract that. And so for some users, they're going to be using the ledger, like they're going to be very close to the ledger, they're going to be using Bitcoin script, but some users, they're going to be like many levels back, you know, I'm saving a picture. I don't even need to know how that all works in the background. I just need to know that that picture is always going to be there. So like, um, that's one of the things that uh, I think needs to happen is that kind of change in nomenclature. And that's going to help us um, understand how to build things uh, to use it um, as we move away from that kind of uh, idea that the, the blockchain is everything. Because uh, I actually think it, that it's, it's something that we should be almost trying to ignore as much as possible. Um, what in the favor of ignoring the how pipe we use in. the ledger. So, yeah, that's uh, kind any, of... Um, any comments in there, in there gentlemen? So. <laughs> Although I agree with that and what both Miguel and Brendan Lee said, um, and this might be a little bit controversial, but... Oh, we like controversial, don't worry. No, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, you cannot have it both ways. I mean, either you are... You have to understand that if you are trying to be crypto what that means and and the and the risks that are involved with that if you're trying to yeah we don't want to be crypto at all like well like, you can want... but, but what i'm saying is yeah. that you cannot have it both ways you cannot be want to uh, not be crypto and have your brand um on coin market cap you cannot cheer for every time a new crypto casino uh, adds your coin you cannot be cheering for every time that you know, Coin Telegraph. Oh, it's a positive news from New Coin Telegraph about BSV, uh, because uh, in the in the crypto space, uh, marketing-wise, we are in a very bad position, very very bad position, because we are a sub-brand of a sub-brand, and that, that, that's, that's, that's the reality. Actually. Either you are under you understand that that you want to go be crypto and you want to be the tenth or twelfth or fifteenth crypto in this eco space, and when and you go along with the fate of the whole ecospace. I mean, if, if all crypto goes to hell, you go down with it. No, or so you try I, to I create think, other brands that, uh, to create financial products, to create legal technologies, to create other... You know, you have to be smart about branding too. You cannot just... It doesn't matter how great Bitcoin is or scales or whatever if the perception is the wrong one. And you cannot use it in a. And you have to apologize a lot to, to actually I, say. I agree. It. So I, think I agree with yeah, everything sorry. you said. Um, and so what I'm saying is that the way we get around that is that when we go in front of people, 
and we talk about Bitcoin, we sound totally different. We bring across a totally different understanding of how the system works and, and we actually talk about it in a way that's meaningful and, and in a way that people can, can understand how this functions. Like, yeah. like blockchain is a boogeyman. Like when, yeah. you, when you invoke that word in, in a meeting, people fucking run away scared. Like it's, they just, yeah. they're like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. So, so just and, quickly, gentlemen, gentlemen, just quickly, uh, we had a comment from, <clears throat> from uh, Mikey Krauschland the other day on the channel. She said, uh, the great thing about Bitcoin SV is that you folks are targeting the rest of the world rather than crypto. You're, you're, site, you're stepping over crypto. And the problem is, Alex, you're right, that people think of crypto, they think of blockchain, they think of all these tokens. But, but they think because we, we are marketed ourselves that way too. I mean, what, what Brendan said, it's totally, he's 100% on that. We have to use other language on all of that. But we have to, you know, uh, we need other brands. We need to market this in another way and not just in a personal way because... In a personal way, every pe every person will say different stuff. And if they go and dig a little bit and they say, oh, that, this is just another Bitcoin stuff. Or if you are using... What I'm saying is that cool. uh, it, it's it's necessary to actually change the language, but it's not enough. And we need... Yeah. You need change much behavior. more to change the perception. And I, go on, Miguel. Something that, that is strikes me when you say that, like, first of all, I 100% agree. And something that happens to me probably is that I'm not a, a marketing person. Like I actually, I'm terrible with these kind of things. I creating, uh, like I, I don't know how to write a communication that actually, uh, uh, I don't know, can be read by everyone uh, with different levels of understanding and technical levels and all those things. That's like, like I'm a, a coder basically. But every time that I try <laughs> to explain to my friends and family or, or whoever what I'm doing like I noticed that the easiest way is remove almost all the details right and what I said is like I work in in a really simple payment system and it's based in something called BSV and BSV is a technology that allows allows us to do really 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 transparent transactions like everything that's done can be verified and it includes a really powerful validation layer. And it's like, I basically didn't mention any of the, of those words that generates controversy. And not because I don't want, not because I, I'm, I'm escaping from the controversy, just because it's easier to explain. And I know that there is a ton of things that we can do better, as you say, in marketing and branding, what, what we are doing and the ecosystem in, in general. And I don't have any of those answers. But I believe that there is an agreement on that, that we, in certain way, BSB is different than the other cryptos because we are like looking for different things. For example, we want to scale, like everyone in the ecosystem wants to scale. That's completely different <laughs> than, than the other ones. And probably we are like searching that, uh, that pattern. I, I really like that there are people like you thinking how that should be because if there is people thinking, we are going to arrive to a better solution. Even if it's not the best solution, at least it's going to be a better one that we have than we have yeah. now. We, Progressing. In, in fact, I was very pissed off about two two things that happened at the time of the fork. Uh-huh. Um, I think I've never said this publicly, but... Um, That's all right. It's the neutral okay, zone. We, We're all neutral here. Don't worry. Okay. No, but 
you know, we, we have to acknowledge critique. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feedback. Some people might agree. Some people may not agree with what I'm going to say. Uh, one of the things is that we allowed Amorisha Share to brand our project. Basically, he started with the BSV thing, with the Bitcoin SV thing, with the Satoshi Vision, whatever, and we just embraced it. When that was basically the worst thing that we could do because we didn't have any control over the narrative or of what we were trying to build or, you know, the public perception in regards to exchanges and all these things that for at the time matter. And the other thing was that we are preaching about professionalization, but when trying to get the new logo for Bitcoin SV and get all the new branding, we just ran a Twitter poll. And that's, I mean, if, when you're in a company and, you know, uh, yeah. you don't, you no, don't no more Twitter the... polls. Huh? <laughs> no more Twitter polls, everyone. No, you you can have Twitter polls or whatever. Do it on BSP. But, but you don't ask you don't ask the the janitor to what's his input on you know yeah, a yeah. business deal that you are going to make with China or whatever. I mean, of course. Let me let me say what I I see. So I I see sitting at this table today, uh, uh, uh three really good businesses with three really distinct branding, marketing philosophies, uh, hand cash. Money button. We've got Bitcoin Association here. Uh, Brendan, are you representing Bitcoin Association today? Yeah. Um, uh, so the the point is, is that each of you, your companies, uh, the important thing here, ladies and gentlemen, is is that we're discussing that two different companies have come together that are two different kinds of companies that serve different things, that have both found a space in the ecosystem, have thrived in the ecosystem, have been supported by the community in the, in the ecosystem, uh, and have decided, ladies and gentlemen, to develop together. That's the really important thing here, ladies and gentlemen. And I think you're right, Alex, branding, that's why Handcash has got such good, strong branding. You guys have got your own color sets. You guys have got your own use cases. You've got your own... Uh, uh, different uh, capabilities, and you're both developing together. I see, Ryan, uh, you've been quite quiet here. Why don't you chip in on this conversation? Yeah, so let me let me add something to what Alex is saying, because I, I have an idea based on what you're saying, Alex. So let me back up and say, um, you know, w when the Bitcoin Association made their new announcement about the wording change, I went and searched our code base to see, okay, well, first of all, I, I thought it was a good idea. So where are we using the word cryptocurrency, and where are we using the word miner? We actually already aren't using either of those words anywhere inside the entire app or documentation at all. Uh, so I was like, oh, we don't even need to update anything because we're already not using those words at all. Um, this has been a, a theme of Money Button since the beginning, although I say we've been a little bit conflicted about it. Um, we've really tried to be mainstream. Um, we've succeeded in some respects, but in practice, almost everybody that uses Money Button are enthusiasts. And it's really a very crypto-oriented product. Um, this is, uh, I think, where an area we're lacking. We've always been driven to be as mainstream as possible, um, but we're not done yet. I think there's more work to do. And what I want to say is, hand, you, you guys, Alex and Handcash, um, it seems like we're probably roughly on the same page about this. I have an interesting idea. We collaborated to create a technical protocol, this new peer-to-peer -peer extension to PayMail, so that we're sending transactions peer-to-peer -peer between our services. This is a really important advance in technology. Um, here's an idea. There's a completely different problem here, which is a branding problem. And Alex, I think you nailed in on, on something that I didn't really think about until you said it, but, but effectively when BSV was created, what happened was 
there was a bit of branding that basically Craig and the in-chain guys came up with, which was a direct response to what was going on in the Bitcoin Cash community, which was, no, 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 no. We need to go back to Satoshi's vision. Well, that idea explains what's going on to extreme insiders involved in Bitcoin Cash. And we get, oh, okay, so what we don't want is this thing and what's the other thing. That was not like branding for some global audience or something like this. I mean, I don't know that I don't I don't want to speak for Enchain or something like this, but it doesn't strike me as the right branding for, for doing all the things that we really want to do. Um, maybe there's a, a room for another initiative here. Why don't we just put together some kind of, I don't know what, what this would be, and this is just brainstorming phase here, but put together a plan for branding. Maybe just put some ideas down or something like this and create a new initiative for things like language and branding around what we're doing that we think is a good idea. Uh, totally non-technical, but it would be a new way maybe we could collaborate on something and push forward with something new um, that if, if Money Button and Handcash agree to it, it's probably going to be pretty good. And maybe other people would be interested in following whatever type of branding we create uh, for, for you know, the, the technology that we're using. What do you think about that? Uh, we already had some ideas in mind. We can just try to work around, you know, these first ideas that we had in mind. We thought, we think there, we, we were... We were going to pull it off anyway, um, but I think, uh, yeah, my, yeah, let's let's work on that. Let's work on that. Cool. Okay. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And might I add as well that that, you know, mainstream brands spend hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, doing what we're bootstrapping and the space is bootstrapping, and and you know, in in essence, because there wasn't anything there from what I saw, the original branding. You know, it was there needed to be something. So let's get something going. So that's a great idea, Ryan, to to use that same spirit and be a bit creative and say, Do you know what? Let's actually put a bit of energy in there, and and put a, a bit of a creative standard together, a new set of creative standards that we can build upon the branding of before. You know, and change the flavor. You know, David Bowie. You know, it write a new album. It changes complete outlook you know and and changes at complete branding you know and in that way you keep evolving keep growing keep rapidly developing brendan ivan what sort of comments are you thinking on the comments that have been what do you think of the collaboration brendan between hand cash and money button because obviously whether sv collaborated with a miner we're seeing businesses and projects within the space collaborate what's your take on all this brendan uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's great. Um, I, what are the lessons and, from this? <clears throat> uh, well, look, I'm sure that both Handcash and Money Button have have both learned uh, a lot uh, about you know how to how to um, integrate and and better ways to do things. Um, you know, they're much much better place than me to talk about it. But um, well, I was going to say, what, of, what in terms what of building other people? an ecosystem? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Brendan, yeah. what do you think other people can learn from that collaboration? Oh, yeah, totally. In in terms of building the ecosystem, I think this this kind of thing is is so important. And um, like as we move into, um, you know, so such more peer to peer um, use of Bitcoin and and having um, you know somebody's money button talk directly to somebody's hand cash and be able to um, transact in that way and um, you know, I think it's uh, it's very exciting, and and we're going to see you know those deep integrations happening. Um, I think all throughout uh, the ecosystem, and um, I look forward to seeing how it gets used. You know, um, seeing who 
who uh, joins forces with who, and you know, there's already a, a growing um, sort of, I guess, uh, set of apps that people use for different things, and, and yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I'm really loving seeing it grow and and become more capable and um, evolve. So, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Any, uh, I can't believe it. it's almost been an hour and a half. <laughs> the best <laughs> conversations always are. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I want to deep uh, one final round of questions, right? So, so from all of this, what does the space need to be doing? What do we need to be doing? What do we need to be thinking about? Ryan, I'll pass the talking stick to you first. Pass it on to whoever you wish. Sure. So I, I definitely want to respond to that. I, I see a a deep need for. Um, uh, really explaining the theoretical background of Bitcoin to the people that need to know this stuff. So something that I've been involved in uh, for quite some time now, I, way back in 2017, I started creating YouTube videos just as kind of an experiment because we were making a social media app. I ended up making a lot of videos about you know technical subject matter and Bitcoin and, and things like this. And uh, um, uh, I, I think that what I've seen over time is that uh, uh, there, there's a there's really a lack in a in a complete um, accurate description of, of things for people. So what I see going on right now in the cryptocurrency world is um, I hate to say it that way because I'm already tra trapping myself and saying that we're in the cryptocurrency world by saying it this way. But there's a there's a lot of misinformation on Twitter and places like this. I, I think Twitter is extremely bad in my opinion. Um, anyway, uh, when there's a lot of people that are already involved in this industry and they have a very distorted view of what the technology is about about you know like what we're trying to do they have a completely different vision than than what i have and, and then what we have as a company with money budget um i think we need more education material so one of the things we're going to do I'm, I'm trying to put together like uh rather than me creating like amateur videos i want to be involved in creating real comprehensive accurate professional quality information uh primarily for businesses to really have an accurate understanding of things so that we when we explain something to a company that there is a place where they can go to actually accurately understand things and to get rid of all these absurd misconceptions. Um, I've talked with people recently where it's so funny when they start asking me questions, I can immediately tell where they got their information from. They'll say things like, well, you know, if Bitcoin's all about anonymous transactions, how are you ever going to comply with the law? And I'm like, where did you get the idea that Bitcoin is all about anonymous transactions? Like, like how many times do we need to say this over and over again? It's not what it's about. But, but there really is like, we need to be able to have this information for the people that are willing to actually understand it. So the serious businesses that really have enough of an understanding that they see the potential here, but are confused and really don't have a place to go to get this stuff. Um, I think we need to fill that in with accurate uh, information. I think we need things like accurate books. I think we need things like accurate lectures, like actual academic courses on these things. I think we need like educational resources on the internet. Now I know the Bitcoin Association is involved in a lot of these things, so maybe Brendan has more information about this. I don't know what you know and what you want to share anything like this, but um, I, I think that's really needed because I see genuine misinformation. I will also say along with that, um, I don't care about explaining things to the Twitter audience. Um, I think the audience on Twitter is very distorted due to the nature of Twitter, and this is a whole other subject. But I think the incentives on Twitter create misinformation. I don't think it's just the people on Twitter. I think Twitter actually incentivizes this. And let me just briefly explain this. Um, I think what's going on on Twitter is um, 
if you lie on Twitter and no one notices, you are not held accountable because you don't get any retweets and no one cares. If you lie on Twitter and people believe what you're saying, people retweet you and get lots of attention. It's way easier to lie on Twitter, or if not lie, then create genuine, like, uh, to create, like, misleading information on Twitter. And that's most of what it is. It's hypey, misleading trash on Twitter. And if you get a lot of retweets, now people are confused. I see a lot of this happening. I literally can see, like, by not reading Twitter, people come to me and say something to me. It's like, where did you get this information? You got this from some combination of Twitter and some cryptocurrency publications, and this is a complete distortion of reality. So anyway, we need the, we need the correct stuff. The people that are going to continue to immerse themselves in, in Twitter, um, it's going to be really hard not to be misinformed in that world. But not everybody does that. Like most of the world actually isn't on Twitter all the time, and they're actually not getting information from that. So we create information for those people, marketing for those people, completely ignore the, the Twitter cryptocurrency world, um, and fill it in with, with accurate information. So if there's something we can all do together is to be conscious of this, to move forward with um, sort of our own ideas for like where we need to explain things, how we want to brand things, how we want to educate people about things, how we want to learn things and do that correctly. Um, and really, really ignore this other stuff, which I think is somewhat of a lost cause. Um, so, so that's what I say. So in a nutshell, um, let's say accurate uh, and quality branding, educational material, marketing material, um, informational resources, things like this. This is something that I think we can work together on these types of things and is desperately needed uh, to allow us to um, get over this, this crazy misinformation that, that many people seem to have about what we do. Excellent comments there. Excellent final thought. Miguel, what's your final thought on the subject for today? And any comments? Uh, okay, well, the, the question that you made a moment ago was what is needed in the, in the ecosystem. And I, in part, agree with Ryan that definitely better information would be great. Uh, oh. the, like, I know now we have the Bitcoin SV wiki that's very useful and I use it a lot. But in general, I don't know if, if someone new enters into the ecosystem, I don't know if it's so easy, like by yourself, understand where you can find uh, real information. That's definitely a problem. The other thing that I believe that's going to, to bust a lot the, the, the speed of the road is basically having better tools. And we are seeing better tools. We are seeing stuff like, well, we uh, in Manibatum, we are working with uh, Ryan talk about the last features that we are announcing that are cool. Hankash is working in Hankash Connect. Uh, the, there are appearing stuff like RAN, for example, uh, the, the, the framework for for tokens and, and, and stuff, like more much more complex stuff in the blockchain or uh, S-Crypt, uh, is a framework that's also amazing. All those tools like are starting to, to get to a 1.0 basically version. And I'm sure that that is going to generate a big change because now with, with those tools, the app developers can just code their app instead of having to code big Bitcoin. No, and not only code, of course, I'm, I speak from the side of a developer because I'm a developer, but even I know something more like a product person uh, can just think on their product instead of having to think on their product plus the interaction with Bitcoin. They can just use high level tools and make the product happen. So I'm really eager to see 
how all these tools that are about to get to the to, to the complete phase basically can are going to bust the the app layer on on the BSB ecosystem. Fantastic, there, fantastic, Miguel. Ivan, give us your final thought. Um, yeah, let's. Um, we talk about peer-to-peer -peer branding stuff like that, and maybe the most important or one of the most important things that we can um, emphasize here is there are two different networks. But Bitcoin network is based on on miners, and there's another network which is based on users. And this is still that some people are not completely clear of. And this is also something it, we are not like branding to the end users because they don't need to know; uh, they are just users. Uh, but for every app developer or enthusiast who is even listening to this podcast, that's an important distinction. And and if something we can take out of this, we have to take this because peer-to-peer network is still something that's like right now being built there's no standards there's no like wild protocols this is what we want to do uh, so we can separate users from miners absolutely excellent brendan give us an inspirational final thought my friend uh, well i i think I, I i just wanted to um probably say uh, so great that miguel um that you are using the wiki and uh finding it useful um, you know, it, it's been a great process to go through and it's a great starting point, um, but I think it, it's going to evolve a lot over the next few years and, uh, you know, I really look forward to seeing uh, or to hearing, you know, how much it, it, it's actually helping people in their understanding uh, of Bitcoin and, and, how, and how to use it and, and develop things. So that's great. Um, in terms of um, like delivering education, uh, Look, I can't say a whole lot, but you know, watch this space. Um, the Bitcoin Association has has some pretty exciting stuff in the pipeline. So, um, it's it's uh, yeah, it should be. I think within you know a year to two years, it's it's going to be very different in terms of uh, how much content there is available, and and not just content, but like um, proper uh, learning content with assessment and with certification and things like that so um that that is coming um i can't give you any sort of fixed timeline but um we're we're, we're very much working on it so um yeah Absolutely that's probably amazing. what i'm going to say and, and inspirationally look I, you know just seek to use bitcoin as much as possible and and you know i'm um one of the things that i'm saying you know to try and separate us from crypto when when i talk to people and i say you know look i work i work in bitcoin i i'm paid in bitcoin my advice to people who uh, are potentially being you know lured into crypto is don't touch it like this is from somebody who who knows who uses this every day it's my job it's my life don't touch it don't touch it until you're earning it and even if you're only earning you know, 10 cents, whatever it is, then you know that it's something real. If you're giving somebody your money to receive something uh, and, and you are uncertain what that is, it, it's snake oil. And um, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> probably yeah. That's, that's about it from me. <laughs> 
a very pragmatic and realist approach. I like it. I like it. Alex... You have to be contrarian. You know, you've got yeah. to, you've got to, you know, these people, you know, everyone out there who's like, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, you know, they're all trying to get people to invest. And mm -hmm. and to me, that's completely the wrong wrong approach. Um, yeah, don't message. buy the coin. It, it's got to be, coin. you know, you need to be, you need to earn. You need to be understanding how this works, mm -hmm. and then applying it. And and even if it's that's not even understanding how Bitcoin works. Like mm -hmm. that's understanding how Twitch works. To you only it. need yeah, to understand yeah, how yeah. Twitch works, and you can be earning Bitcoin. And and so that's way more real than giving somebody your hard-earned cash for something that you don't understand and, and which is going to cost you all of your money. Like, so that's, that's I think, my uh, comment there. But, um, yeah, you know, I think we can really make a difference by sounding different, by explaining things differently, by, you know, not being like every other fucking crypto blowhard that's mm -hmm. out there and and there are so many of them be different and you know i think that's my message to everybody is is just come at this um as pragmatically as you can and and people will people will be drawn to that so fantastic drawn, yeah. drawn to that professionalism uh alex what's your final thought my friend um, uh, I agree with all my friends said, and uh, I, I would add on top of that that for for all of that to happen, we basically what we need is just to define the identity of. Uh, let's not just talk about Bitcoin. Let's talk about the kind of value that we want to provide uh, to the world when we talk about this brand. I think it's very important for us to define what that is and who we are. Who who do we want? Who do we want to be when we have to when we explain this technology to people? I think that's very that's something that's very confusing. You know, the cryptocurrency sector is very confusing itself, and we are a confusing thing out of a confusing thing from a confusing thing. Um, and you, there are many many layers into this, and there's too much confusion. So confusion. So what we need, uh, I think, what we need is just to in order to control the narrative, we have to create first an identity of who we want to be and i think that's very important and then all these other stuff that um these guys have said will just happen naturally but i think we first have to find an identity and uh, then i would say that we need two things is that uh, we we still haven't found just like you know paypal uh, started doing you know like peer-to-peer -peer transactions between blackberries or something like that mm -hmm. was very niche stuff and there wasn't a market there so they found ebay and that was their first big uh, success case because it solved an issue that people had with uh, you know a, a particular issue that people that many many thousands of people people had uh, by using the internet so paypal basically just made it everything very simple for for people on eBay and that that was their success case and everything rolled out from there so I think Bitcoin still has still hasn't found its PayPal but I think everything's lining up in a way that it, you know the technology is there and and it works great 
you know, uh, for for micropayments, but not just for micropayments. For big payments, it also works really, really well. I mean, we are paying for t uh, the invoices for Attila and some employees in, B in BSB. And, you know, you don't have all these issues like you have with banking yeah, that you have to wait one to five days and you have uh, conversion rates and it's, uh, you know, you, there, there are many, many things that, that Bitcoin uh, works, uh, Bitcoin does better. But also we have to find if we are just trying to use this technology, is, is, it, is it a ledger? Is it, uh, is it a coin? Is it, uh, you know, a currency, I mean? Uh, or is both? Or do we need both uh, different brands for uh, different stuff? I don't know. We... we what I think is that for 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 us to go to the next stage, we have to I, to have a clear identity on what Bitcoin is, or or whatever you want to call it, and, and just pr uh, promote it, promote the resulting brands or resulting conclusions of that study. Fantastic! What an amazing conversation with you, gentlemen, today, and uh, very thought provoking. Um, thank you very much for joining us as well. Brendan um, and uh, gracing us with your, your feedback and comments on the comments. Um, welcome to the Bitcoin SV channel, people. If you've been listening on Anchor, Facebook, Mixer, Discord, um, you know, we've been covering the business of Bitcoin and uh, all the different things and talking about Metanet and talking about all the new capabilities. I mean, from what I see, gentlemen, you know, the, the ecosystem, the space, whatever you want to call it, the society is bigger than it was last year. And we've got more faces coming in, more projects. We, we've often get projects coming out that we didn't expect because we didn't know about it. And that's what we want. We want projects out there just appearing where people are moving over, people are deciding. Or maybe, you know, a lot of people say to me that they see this space and they think it's really exciting. They see what people like you lot are doing and they come over to here and they're loving it. And they're, rev they're reveling in the excitement and the buzz that's going on. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, we don't want to be a cheesy society. We do need to kill the community to, to adopt to the global world, metaphorically, yeah. And uh, we, we want to grow, we want to prosper, and we, you know, I want amazing projects. I mean, when I think about Blair and the project we're working on, you know, the brand, the brand is going to echo what we do. And I hope that we find a space in the business, uh, uh, no, in the ecosystem to be able to do our business and to be able to add value, you know, and, and bring the artists and musicians that might have not considered Bitcoin or even know about Bitcoin. And, uh, and that's our target audience. So we, we hope to bring those people over here and then they would discover when they see Bitcoin and they're using it, they'd be going, oh my goodness. And maybe Bitcoin to them will become a money. Um, uh, but, you know, and I think you're right, Alex, you know, is it money? Is it programmable money? Is it programmable data? Is it computational uh, uh, power? You know, it's all of those and more, depending on the business, the project that utilizes the underlying technology for what it could be. So I think we're all exploring this. I, I see geniuses around this table that uh, know more than I on this subject. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always an honor. If you've enjoyed what you like, feel free to send a donation over to Bitcoin SV channel to, uh, at moneybutton.com or channel BSV at Handcash. <laughs> so, I will, uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Either way, it don't matter. It's a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. That's the main thing. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to press the red button. Love and light from all around the world. Truly international conversation today. Have a great one, Brendan, by the campfire. Au revoir. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. We will be back on later with Omni. <coughs> Sorry, I just, I just swallowed a fly. No, uh, Omniscape, they will be discussing about VR, AR, and uh, all the different things that can be done with blockchain. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's Robert Rice, so hopefully we're going to reconvene and have our conversation later. That's going to be great. Shout out, love to all you people. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Always a pleasure. Don't forget to close the door. Stay in, people. Love and light. Au revoir. And remember, don't forget, build on Bitcoin.